This is 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect at CarrieCharles.com. And now, here's Carrie Charles. There are many players involved in bringing 5G to life. Today, we're going to be talking to a company who will play a pivotal role in the 5G ecosystem and change the way that we live and work for the better. I'm Carrie Charles, your host of 5G Talent Talk. And today I have with me Steve Canepa. Steve is the Global General Manager and Managing Director of the Communications Sector for IBM. He's responsible for shaping the strategy, execution, and delivering business results for a consistently top-performing IBM business unit. Steve is helping to shape and drive IBM strategy and solutions for 5G, network cloud virtualization, edge platform services, digital video, hybrid cloud, and AI solutions. And in September of 2019, he was recognized by Business Insider as one of IBM's top executives. Steve, thank you so much for being with us today on 5G Talent Talk. Uh, Carrie, it's great to be with you. So, Steve, what impact is 5G having on the telecom industry? Um, what kind of transformation are we seeing now? And what will we see over the next few years? Yeah, it, 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 it's a great question. 5G is, you know, getting on all of our radars. We hear about it every single day. Uh, we're reading now how you know, different communication carriers are, are turning on their 5G networks in various marketplaces. Um, there's all kinds of market reports that would that say, you know, the impact that 5G is going to have over the next 10 to 15 years, it's going to be measured in the trillions of dollars, both in the global economic development that's done, but specifically in the value that's going to be created in the communications infrastructure. In fact, I was just at uh, CES uh, about a week ago or so, and what was amazing to me is almost every device every solution that was being demonstrated from client, uh, companies from all different industries, the network was part of the solution. And in fact, they all were talking about moving from having products or services or offerings in the marketplace to providing experiences and experiences to both their consumer customers, like all of us uh, you know, on our mobile devices every single day, and to uh, their business customers that are offering more value to their customers. So 5G is going to have this really invasive impact on businesses in all industries. And for the telecommunications industry specifically, it's really central to a fundamental transformation they're under undertaking right now because their objective is to take advantage of the core attributes of 5G so they can pr provide more higher value Offerings in the marketplace provide more compelling experiences to consumers in the way we work and live, as you said, and to help businesses provide better offerings to us as we go forward. So we're working every day with the, with, with the telecommunications providers and helping them to think not just about the spectrum itself and the benefits of 5G, which we can talk about in a second, but how that's going to allow them to create a platform, an ecosystem capability where they can help businesses create new value for customers. So Steve, we hear a lot about consumer use cases that 5G will bring to life. So tell us, 
How will 5G impact businesses? So uh, there's three trends that are happening. So 5G is going to give us three key attributes, and this is kind of, uh, you know, what generates so much value. The first is incredible low latency, down to a few milliseconds. So you ask, why does that become really important? Well, think about going into a new solution area like car-to-car communications or autonomous driving, and the fact that you have to have split-second data communications between all those vehicles and between the core platforms. So low latency becomes key. The second is high fidelity. I just talked a second ago about experiences. Video generates a lot of data. So with the increased bandwidth that 5G brings, we can do things like infuse video into applications in all industries. Now, we already see this happening in a number of industries, but think of a manufacturing shop floor as an example, where you want to make sure that all your employees are in safety zones and not getting into danger. You can monitor that with video combined with AI now and constantly know that your employee base is safe and working in the right areas. Just one quick example. So bandwidth and the ability to get get those kinds of experiences and 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 enhance the way that we you know we operate today. And then the third one is all around quality of service or network slicing. And what this is about is dedicating bandwidth to a specific application. And here you can imagine whole new classes of capabilities coming to be. So think about a doctor that maybe is using a piece of robotics equipment to do a surgery. If that doctor knew for sure that they would have the bandwidth to do that surgery, they would no longer have to be in that same physical room with that piece of robotics. So those three attributes of 5G, think of them as kind of the building blocks to value, low latency, big bandwidth, and the ability to dedicate that bandwidth to use cases. So now businesses are working with the telecommunications providers on two other enabling capabilities. The first is The telco network itself is becoming a hybrid cloud platform, and that means it can run not just network services like voice or data or multimedia, but application services for businesses where you can link together that network capability with the business application. And then the other phenomenon that's happening in the marketplace is the emergence of edge computing. And what we're seeing is computing platforms move out closer to where the action is. Think about retailers with stores everywhere or manufacturers with manufacturing plants or even an offshore drilling rig. Think of that becoming an edge platform where with 5G connecting it then to a set of services, you could run a whole bunch of next-gen services. So with the 5G uh, capabilities, the emergence of the telco network as a cloud platform, an open hybrid cloud platform, and then the emergence of edge. This is changing the work that enterprises are going to do in all different industries. So what role does IBM play in helping drive this transformation? And and how is IBM working with the service providers and other enterprise to help bring 5G to life? That's a great question. Uh, we spend every day all over the globe, working with all of the major telecommunications providers. In fact, uh, you might have seen um, IBM acquired Red Hat last year, which has the market-leading open platform that the telecommunications providers are are using to transform these network architectures. We're working with 120 telcos around the world. And and the benefit that happens, in in the past, a telco network was a fairly rigid fixed function service that was designed specifically to do one thing, you know, voice really well or data really well. 
Now we're transitioning that from that engineering-based architecture to an integration-based architecture, which means it becomes a horizontal platform. It's open, it's secure, and it allows the telecommunications providers now to engage with enterprises of all different industries to bring them together onto that platform and begin to, to create new offerings. So what we're doing is we're helping the service providers transform those network platforms in real time and infuse into them incredible automation and AI capabilities so that they can get a fast, resilient, and highly agile platform that can launch these kinds of next-gen services. And you'll see it show up in you know basic services that we have today in voice and video. Uh, I'll give you an example uh, that we're starting to see roll out you know, in stadiums, as an example. With, with the 5G capability and the edge platform capability, uh, sports leagues are now working on completely changing the experience that a fan might have in a stadium, just to give you one example. To do that, you have to have a platform that allows those applications to be loaded quickly, deployed efficiently, and then managed. And one of the big advantages we bring is by helping them move to this open architecture, you know, we can help them dramatically improve their operation uh, uh, costs. So the, the benefit of moving to this uh, can be, you know, lower their capital expenditures by 10%, lower their OPEX by uh, 20%, lower their um, cost of, of uh, delivering services by 45%. And what that means is that instead of that money going into building that rigid, hard, you know, yesterday network architecture, it's going into building a new modern cloud platform where they can then bring value to their customers. So it's very exciting. And it, and it also means that the telcos and the service providers are, are building new capabilities for their people in the way that not only they serve their customers, but in the way that they collaborate with other businesses. You're listening to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles talking with Steve Canepa. He leads the communications sector for IBM, and we're talking about how IBM is helping bring 5G to life. Steve, these are dramatic changes you're talking about. Um, hybrid cloud platform, edge computing, moving from an engineering-based architecture to an integration-based architecture. How will all of these changes impact the workforce? I mean, will, will we see professional roles change, new roles created? If so, what, what kind of roles, what new skills need to be developed? What, what is this going to look like for us? Yeah, yeah. I think what we're seeing is that it's fundamentally given an opportunity um, to create new value and, and to build new skills uh, for folks. Let me let me talk both within the telecommunications market and then a little bit about what it means uh, more broadly, and just give you an example. Um, you know, take uh, all of us have the experience of calling a call center. Uh, you know, for our. our either our, our tele, uh, telecommunications provider or maybe our television provider. Today, those are often the same. Um, and in that world, you know, in the past, essentially you had a, a customer care organization that was tiered. And, um, you know, you were really only as effective as that specific agent that you were dealing with at any given time. This new kind of platform capability infused with AI, just to give you one example, 
we've we've now got over a billion customers of our telcos around the world that can access our Watson platform through their customer engagement through all channels, whether that's through chat or email or directly through voice. And that agent um, now has a, a platform that can answer those questions as efficiently as possible. And if you if it can't be resolved before it gets to the agent, even when it gets to the agent, the agent can now have Watson running there alongside him or her. And, and, and giving information to that agent in real time while that discussion is happening, because the AI platforms can understand, uh, you know, voice language as well. And, and that agent then is able to give that customer the best experience possible. And a really interesting dynamic happens is that every agent then becomes as good as the very best agent. And the end result is customer satisfaction goes up, NPS scores go up, and you have a much more satisfied client base. And you also can seize the opportunity while you're in that dialogue with the client, if it's about an issue or a, a question they have, to also op- an opportunity to present new offers or new capabilities you have that might be really relevant to what that customer wants to have. So we're seeing the ability to infuse AI as an example into you know the functions inside the service provider in, in customer care, in field network support, where we're able to make sure those field engineers are, are the very best they can be uh, into ba- basically every function of the business and, and therefore helping them essentially up, up their game in the way that they're providing service. This also then translates into a way that the telcos as service providers can collaborate with, with other businesses. And we're seeing you know, them work together. Uh, we, we just did some trials actually in Italy that had some really powerful results. And just to give you a couple examples, you know, uh, smart agriculture. So monitoring the, the quantity of agricultural products that are being produced in a certain um, you know, physical plot of land and, and what kinds of soil conditions, air conditions, humidity, all of that able to be monitored now, but work hand in glove with you know, those farmers running that land to get the best output possible. Or in patient monitoring in, in medical where you know, nurses and doctors are monitoring their patients, but now they have information, maybe it's video, IoT sensors, all available to them so that they can optimize the way that they're caring and treating and, 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 uh, and helping those patients improve it as much as possible. I can go on and on, but these are the kinds of ways that what we see happening is the platform enables collaboration and that enables you to provide insights as a service to workers in all forms of different functions so that they can do their jobs better. So this change is just exponential. It, it kind of sounds like science fiction, but this is our reality. This is what's happening. Yeah, so. it, and it's, it's, it's very exciting and it's energizing. And we're, you know, we're going to see it obviously roll out over time. And, and you know, there will be um, stages of deployments. Um, you know, one of the examples that, that I find most compelling um, is we've seen more, more recently the wildfires in Australia and, what, and the devastation that's happening. We know, you know, in the fall, it's unfortunately California now deals with fires. One of the solutions we're working on in the public sector, just to give an example, is, you know, with this edge platform now with 5G, uh, on Tuesday, everything could be fine, in, you know, in a forest in Northern California. And on Wednesday, it could be very very much less than fine with a fire raging. Well, an edge platform could come in that could immediately start to connect together 
local, state, federal agencies, private sector companies, all in the interest of fighting that fire. Immediately, a bunch of services could launch. Drones could be in the air capturing video, bringing that down onto an edge platform and being analyzed with AI to see exactly how that fire is behaving. Uh, topology maps that show the terrain could be injected. Our weather company data that could do microclimates or wind patterns could be added. All the IoT sensors in the area about maybe the moisture and the foliage when all the people, the equipment, the vehicles show up on the scene, all of them instrumented so we know exactly where they are and how the fire's behaving and how it's likely to behave and position all that equipment optimally to fight it. And then perhaps finally, like we announced just a few weeks ago with Samsung, the first responders themselves showing up with watches that are reading their vital signs. And so we know if they're in distress or perhaps as importantly, if they're about to be in distress based on the models we've created on how the fire is going to, uh, you know, perform. And then all of that to save lives, to save property. And once the fire's out, that ecosystem that came to life can then go away and be ready for the next time it's needed. So it's, it's really about taking advantage of those 5G capabilities I talked about and then putting in the context of a way that, services get offered, whether they're in the public sector or in the private sector. So, Steve, people are, they're feeling a little uncomfortable with all of this change and transformation. Employees are wondering, you know, how do I stay relevant? What, how is this going to affect me and my role? And um, I'd like to know, how can service providers and other businesses prepare their employees for the changes that are coming? Yeah, it's a great question. We're, we're doing a couple of things that I think are really powerful. One is one of the ways that we're helping clients transform is to work with their human resources departments to think about how they can apply these same kind of capabilities to the way they attract, uh, recruit, and retain their employees and then put them on lifelong uh, learning uh, programs so that they do stay relevant and they keep uh, pace with you know the rate and pace of innovation, which is daunting for all of us. The other thing that we're doing that I think is really compelling for, for the workforce is, is changing the way the work gets done. Uh, one, one example is the work we've done around design thinking, where we've trained inside IBM uh, over 100,000 IBMers on how to work with clients in a design thinking methodology where you're thinking about outcomes, minimal viable products, getting offerings to market quickly, failing quickly so you can learn quickly. And we've wrapped that with what we call our garage methodology. And we essentially bring that to our clients and we collaborate with our clients. And, and oftentimes our clients then pull in their clients into this collaboration event. So we're all working together from the very beginning to design the outcomes that we want to achieve by, by deploying these new technological capabilities. And so it, it really does, you know, try to lower um, you know, that, that bar, if you will, to comfort, to understanding, and to, uh, and, to, and to thinking about how you're going to apply these. And we've seen some amazing uh, benefits where not only do um, the employees learn new skills quicker, they're able to get new offerings or new services out to their customers faster, but when they put them into the marketplace, they delight their customers, which is really the end goal. So it's kind of a virtuous cycle of bringing that customer in, uh, bringing the employees in, and, and working collaboratively in the way that you think about the, the way that you're going to get value out of these rapidly emerging technologies. 
You know, Steve, I've heard so much about this this concept that people have to be more agile in the future. And what does that mean? What does that mean to me and our listeners and the person sitting in their cubicle right now? Yeah, we we really see it an opportunity for you know lifelong learning for for continuously staying abreast of of the way these uh, these trends are evolving. And, and being able to um, consider exactly how those are going to impact the, whatever job function you have um, to make you able to do it uh, in a, better, uh, to help you have more growth opportunities in, 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 in new ways. I mean, one, one thing that's gotten a lot of attention is how AI in combination with the workforce is going to change how jobs get done and, and therefore, you know, the ability to, to learn in ways that are much more efficient. I mean, we're even doing this in education. I, I have within my organization uh, the, uh, the education segment as well. And if you think about students now coming up through classes, um, almost all of them are accustomed to the idea that they would take an online class or they would use video um, outside the classroom in order to extend their learning environment. And with AI systems, we can tailor this curriculum to the way that students actually learn the way that workers actually learn. So it's not just about um, using uh, these, the, these innovative new platforms um, to help businesses transform, but to help uh, the employees, the workers build new skills and, and to keep pace uh, with the change we're seeing. So let's get out our crystal balls. When will we see this transformation in the <laughs> workplace start to happen? When is it going to happen? <laughs> it's happening. It's, hap- it's happening now. I gave, you, I gave you one good example, I think, with regards to the, that call center uh, dynamic um, in the telecommunications field. Um, we're, we're, we're starting to see it um, you know, change the way that, that work gets done in, in almost every industry, um, you know, whether it's in, in sports or in manufacturing or in education. I've touched on a few, uh, you know, whether it's in public service. I've touched on a few uh, today. But, but really, um, for me, as, as, as we see, 5G and Edge doesn't have to be uh, kind of an amorphic, uh, confusing technology thing. When you get down to what is it really going to help us do more effectively, how is it going to help us run our business more efficiently, how is it going to help us uh, build skills in our employees and provide better customer service, uh, and, and how is it we're going to take advantage of new technologies, what IBM has, with our open, secure, hybrid cloud platform infused with AI capabilities, highly secure to protect the data of both the business and their customers in order to really make um, these, these new technologies accessible and integrated into the way that we, we work, live, and, and play on a, on a daily basis. You know, I think one message we can clearly take away is lifelong learning, whether that's through our employers or it's learning that, you know, that we do ourselves. And we take responsibility for that learning. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's right. I I find that uh, in my role, it, it, part of the part of the energizing part of it is that I, I get to see a lot of these changes happening in a lot of industries, and it's just opening up a phenomenal amount of opportunity for people to find a thing that they're passionate about, to learn about it, uh, to become educated on it, and to use it to to progress themselves uh, from a career standpoint. And and our our whole mission, in fact, we've done a lot of work uh, in, in um, the kind of workforce of the future that's necessary and, and kind of changing paradigms, thinking less about white collar, blue collar. We've coined, our CEOs coined the phrase new collar and the idea of how do we help 
this next generation of workforce have the kind of skills that are going to be relevant and important as we continue to embrace these technologies. Steve, what a positive message about the future. Um, Where can our listeners go if they want to know more about how IBM can help grow their business and get them 5G ready? Exactly. So if you go to IBM.com and and you look for Edge or Telecommunications and Media or the 5G revolution, as an example, we've published a number of papers. We have a number of examples where we're already working with clients in the telecommunications industry, but in all industries, to help them to begin to embrace 5G and to think about how it's going to help them provide better value to their employees and to their customers. So IBM.com is a great place to go to get kind of a window into uh, all the different things we're doing. Steve, thank you so much for being with us today on 5G Talent Talk. Thank you. It was a great conversation. I appreciate it. Fantastic. I learned so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of 5G Talent Talk, brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. I want to hear from you. Please connect with me at carriecharles.com, and I will meet you on the next episode. You've been listening to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect with Carrie at carriecharles.com.